Hello and welcome to CX Conversations. This is your host Vivek bringing you CX lessons from CX leaders from around the world. Today I'm talking about creating a healthcare brand with customer centricity and customer experience at the heart. While healthcare brands primarily focus on providing top-class medical care, most brands miss out on customer experience. Given that today's customers are exposed to world-class experience from brands like Amazon, Flipkart, Ola, Netflix, etc., customers' expectations are at an all-time high right now. Customers expect similar experience from healthcare brands too. It is therefore crucial for healthcare brands to focus on CX. But how must healthcare brands achieve this? Answering the why, how, and what of CX in healthcare is my guest today, Rohit M. A. Rohit is the co-founder and managing director at Cloud9 Group of Hospitals, India's leading maternity, women, and childcare service hospitals spread across seven major cities in India and growing. Rohit is also the co-founder of Capier Investments, an angel investment firm dedicated at helping budding entrepreneurs with angel funding and support for growth. Interestingly, Rohit holds a gold medal in computer science engineering from KSIT Bangalore. And during his engineering days, he ventured into online sales of high-end consumer electronics, which he ran successfully for three years. Remember, this was long before the advent of e-commerce in India. Following a stint of corporate jobs at tech giants like Intel and SAP, Rohit invested in and co-owned one of Bangalore's most popular pubs, Purple Haze. This was a real surprise for me actually. With a focus on customer experience and growth from the beginning, Rohit has been instrumental in growing Purple Haze into multiple locations in Bangalore and Cloud9 across multiple cities in India. I couldn't have been happier to be talking to him on this podcast today. Rohit, welcome to CX Conversations. Glad you could make the time for this. Hey, thanks Vivek. My pleasure. Yeah, well, how do you follow up, right? From Purple Haze to Cloud9, both different years. <laughs> I know, I'm curious myself. But yes, it has been a whirlwind of a journey. I'm living, loving every moment of it. Um, it, it That's it, awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really been that kind of a journey. And one of the things which actually led me to also, you know, ensure that I'm part of the startup community and, you know, trying to go beyond what I can do is all because I think I went through those sort of initial struggles across from having access to network capital, what's the right thing to do, mentor, you know, there wasn't really much when we started 2009, 10. So it's all a culmination to actually, you know, when you sum it up into saying, okay, Purple is then Cloud9 and then this. <laughs> yeah, it all sounds like a, a fantasy journey. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, very happy That's awesome. Hear. Great, great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for making the time. And I'm curious, for all these years, uh, you've been in hospitality and also in your early years into tech. So for all these years, healthcare organization, as we all know, haven't been very focused on customer experience. Why do you think that now is the time for them to pay attention to CX? Yeah, well, um, so Vivek, that's an interesting question. I don't know if I fully agree with you that healthcare organizations haven't been focused on customer experience because I think irrespective of you know an organization's legacy or tenure, uh, healthcare, at least for them to survive without having customer as a core prospect is a little bit difficult. But having said that, I I kind of get where you're coming from because I believe that there have been significant misses in actually defining paradigm of what is customer experience. Have the customers themselves changed, right? And who really is the customer today? So maybe healthcare has really, as a service, healthcare as a service has probably not kept abreast on what customer needs. All these questions are probably unanswered or, you know, possibly not even thought through enough. And hence manifest itself into a poor consumer experience when you know you and i go and try and experience in some of these places it just turns out to be such right so this however you know also plays out in the form of providing new differentiated offering and opportunities when people like us actually see that hey here's a gap that i can fulfill right so i think that is an opportunity but increasingly you're right the time is now i think it's in it, it's actually now or never if you ask me there are so many yeah, it's it's kind of become more important to pay attention to this. Absolutely, right? And you actually started it off, right? You said, you know, from a Ola to an Amazon. I'll actually talk about it a little more later as well. But, you know, we're in a very connected world. We can't 
suddenly say that okay when you come into a hospital please leave all that experience aside you are here for something else right it doesn't work that way maybe it did a decade back it doesn't work anymore right so people are increasingly taking note of this i think the customers themselves are the biggest um, you know what do you call as the the guys who are pushing for it the most right if you don't ask for it you don't get it i think there was a period of time where this was accepted that uh, you know in hospitals itna hi hoga this is it right you can't expect much you just have to get well and go back home if aisa hi chalta hai aisa nahi chalta right so now it doesn't happen anymore right we ourselves are a prime example to say that hey you don't need to go to a hospital to deliver right why should you go into a sad environment you have to be around um, happy people a bubbling environment and that's really how we set up as well now i i must share with you that i think when you talk of healthcare specifically i also believe vivek that there are some macro you know macro economic environment factors as well which defines the overall healthcare experience now there are some which are very unique to our country i think we are very famous for our spends on gdp gdp spend on healthcare versus defense versus everything else right it's it's abysmal now again problems which are unique to our country are access to quality care availability of clinical talent you know the affordability in itself and what's the role of the government what about payer networks and you know th- these sort of things which are fairly well to do and well set up in a lot of the developed countries doesn't really matter because then you can amplify from there but you know we, we i don't think we'll get into it these in this conversation but you know some of these also has a unique impact in terms of how healthcare in itself is perceived right so just wanted to share that now coming back to the connected world experience that you were talking about you know i was reading this very recently and i must share um they had spoken about gafa impact i don't know if you heard of gafa gafa is basically google amazon facebook and apple right it's a yeah it's a, it's a it's a coin term called gafa impact now where industries are being evaluated uh, as a metric to understand if you know basis a gafa impact will these one survive or actually perish and how will they actually be able to cope up with something like that are they going to complement compete or you know what's going to happen right so healthcare is no different i think it's a matter of time there are there are a lot of avenues where google has started speaking about it amazon has been speaking about it apple we know is like you know doing leaps in the variables on yeah. how they're actually especially in the healthcare front as well yeah so it's it's only a matter of time and all of us as users will only you know get into this right the other big reason i feel healthcare especially in our country again has been cocooned from the fact that no no customer experience doesn't matter to us is probably i think we lay a over amplified value on the credence factor right now the credence factor i am alluding to here is actually about the amount of information which is shared in a clinical context right from the doctor to the actual hospital to you know be it on pricing the procedure the recovery or whatever all of this again comes about in a very poorly defined trust barometer leading to the trust deficit which is there right now this is uh, again in my view it's not just these are gaps yeah. for healthcare organizations absolutely. to fill absolutely but definitely customers are demanding more of that definitely demanding right now you know why now as you actually asked why now pay attention to cx i said i mean there it shouldn't actually be why now it should be all the time but if you look at again india out there i think you know there are several things which are actually started changing i think the stability in government has really helped that you know policies continue to be uh, you know uh, brought out or initiatives are continue to be sustained now if there are government swapping i know it is like at a very superficial level but it has played a role now just yesterday i think the health minister uh, was actually talking about how they are going to have a programmed approach towards you know quadrupling what's the spend on gdp on healthcare right previously they wouldn't have ever done something like this but ayushman bharat is one kind of uh, programmed effort for them to say that i am going to take the payer role and not do anything else previously if you see government used to run hospitals government used to run schemes government used to run the payers you know it was everything and nothing right so that is very very important to understand how the whole system you know it becomes enabled so right here right now again 
look at the number of open systems out there right we are again i keep telling this everywhere that i can that as healthcare honestly the amount of data our country can generate vivek is huge right yes and, and the impact it can have is massive massive and you know we are a country of countries right we are like a europe of whatever right now the demographic variation the the kind of you know incidents reporting um how do you do prevention management preventive healthcare it's just crazy but i think we're just taking baby steps out there and again the government has played a good role in like trying to bring in some uh, uniformity in terms of how we generate data and all that right but the biggest yeah that is, sorry that's an interesting point about the the government also because in, in just my last podcast i was talking to someone about customer experience management in government offices yeah now this is something that now governments are also kind of waking up to yeah um, government offices and and i'm definitely sure that a lot is happening here in india as well oh yeah no so look i've had the privilege of being a part of a lot of these government sort of discussions forums and everything uh and one thing i can tell you vivek these guys are tremendously focused right so nice. especially with niti aayog i mean it's um, unfortunately you know these are not these are all not things that media likes to talk about and stuff like that. there is a lot of work being done vivek and you know for guys like us who have actually participated in a lot of these you know equitable kind of discussions where you know discussion lead to outcome outcome actionable outcomes verifiable intent and all that it's just crazy yeah. to see that you and the kind of review mechanism that has been set up like really? the amount of accountability it's it's amazing actually really? i have been also pretty close to some of these discussions and yeah and i've got a few friends working in niti aayog at least niti aayog i see a lot of work oh yeah that. oh yeah and niti aayog i must tell you this a small digression but you know there was a two day interaction actually prime minister modi was himself a part of it it was called champions of change and they had invested they had invited about 150 entrepreneurs across various uh, industries to come and participate in it and you won't believe we were all out till about 11 pm or something doing all the discussion making all the notes and everything and there was one person from niti aayog with each uh, group uh, you know dedicated to like moderating and you know helping us understand information systems and all that the next day morning the meeting was to resume at 7 am and 30 am all of the things that we spoke about was printed documented bound and given to us can you imagine our companies don't do this i was like yes. wow <laughs> <laughs> that is that is awesome to know yeah yeah that's great so let's let's come back to cloud9 i've heard you speak how cloud9 is different from other hospitals yeah for instance one would not see the typical pharmacy at the entrance but would be instead welcome by a cafe and a baby store yeah i can tell that the this is a carefully crafted experience by design yeah yeah could you share how you guys came up with this idea and whether it was a result of an experience design process if you could recall and also share about the design process you followed at that time it would be great yeah well <laughs> you know today uh, there are terms for all this right there there are yes. design thinking and you know experience design and all of that back then it was just a bunch of us sitting around and thinking about what's best to do if you look at what we really do right now as cloud nine now we don't have a third way of bringing the baby out it's the same normal or c section what is tremendously unique about it is what are we going to do about the experience that the customer has during this journey right so we said we are going we are not going to redefine some of these but how are we actually going to amplify all of this which goes into helping to bring the baby out right that's how it was and going back it's been now close to 12 years in fact we started in 2006 um 2007 and you know it was actually all the insights at that time came from you know the genesis of all cloud9 everything that we stand for today at least from what we started in 2007 is a summation of inputs from you know a family filled with doctors our family is filled with doctors uh, our chairman and co-founders international experience and exposure on how things are done in the developed world and you know as a team of four co-founders our intent was to deliver nothing but the best right and it has to be something unique and it has to be something very very uh, aspirational that okay people really say that okay this is it right i want this to happen now if you look at it childbirth is probably one big life milestone second only to marriage i suppose 
you know depending on how you see it and you know that means that you are going to lay a huge deal of emphasis from the kind of doctor you want to you know uh, consult with to the kind of environment you are in and all of that right so it it becomes extremely important that we try and understand this so this process though you know it 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 obviously has evolved now from a limited few of us who used to dream up the entire customer experience and you know um, have open engagement i could in our first unit i could i used to spend half the day just speaking to people and understanding does this work for you does this not work for you i've even asked people you know we painted this wall pink do you think it appeals to you <laughs> can we paint white right so we so it was a matter of collecting a lot of qualitative it customer was. feedback it was and you know it's 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 so great that uh, so while while what you're saying rohit it sounds quite exciting i'm just trying to see if there was um even if it was um an implicit uh, process that you guys might have been following was there some way some blueprint that maybe you could share that can be adopted by other people so that we can help someone else deliver better experience to people well actually you know it's it's no rocket science vivek we actually all we did and everything i was just going to lead to that is that you know everything was towards understanding who's the customer right what does this customer want now i'll give you a simple example so one of the things you you mentioned about the fact that you know uh, you don't see the pharmacy so we didn't want our identifier to be that big plus sign and 24 hours and all that right we didn't want yeah how did you come up with that idea so it was just something that we wanted to identify ourselves with saying that no this is a place which is going to be different and we're going to say no to all the known healthcare metrics in terms of you know brand guidelines and all of that we did work with a lot of good companies we had a lot of healthy inputs coming in from a lot of people that we knew but you know inputs to you know all of us can give but you know what can actually translate that that took a little bit of time but 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 at that time when you were coming up with these <laughs> crazy ideas yeah did you never hear that aisa thodi hota aisa nahi kar sakta it was only that it was only that it was only to say that aise kabhi nahi ho sakta and ours was to say that aisa hi hona chahiye right now believe me first thing that everyone told us was uh, oh you know this uh, place needs to smell like a hospital we said this place should absolutely not smell like a hospital the coffee shop was just as a um, you know it's not like we'll sell the best coffee or anything but it was just as a screening to say that the first thing that you actually smell is you know like freshly baked cookies or you know coffee smell doesn't really appeal to everybody but it was to drown out the fact that you don't have to enter a hospital right we go through a big deal to make sure that hospital smell is like really under control right because for us infection control is also extremely important given that we have you know fragile babies you know infection control has to be like really high for us but still the kind of chemicals we use the number of things that we do to ensure that that smell doesn't come is is actually very very uh, deeply thought of right so we worked on in a i'm giving you the approach now i i really can't recall what we did 12 years back but in a design thinking kind of process now see because one of the things that we also had to do over the last few years is to also as uh, promoters we also decided that hey we're going to bring in a nice big professional team to actually lead the company right which meant that a lot of the ideas which were in our head um, thoughts which were in our head had to be translated into documents which can be worked on and developed right so part of the design thinking was to actually tell someone who's going to come in now to understand why was this wall pink right and not just say ki nahi mujhe acha lagta hai isliye dalna hai right that doesn't work right so one of the things that we've actually done is you know we've taken this entire design thinking into a lot of areas we've now started engaging a whole lot with uh, uh, consumers directly this is you know we have active workshops where we even involve people like our infra partners our uh, various stakeholders our department heads our clinicians themselves on how every simple thing can be amplified and these are moderated by our ceo himself to ensure that you know good ideas are incorporated and developed now all the process that we can talk about is largely to do with documentation but you still need to do something about it right so i'll give you another example as talk I, i wanted to mention this to you one of the things was after the baby is born on the second day the nurses usually give the baby the first bath right and it's not really a bath but they give a nice rub down with a moist cloth and all that but they do it in a separate area because there's water and all that 
now this honestly vivek used to be a small nook for us where you know they have all their essentials and uh, a, a kind of a tub for the baby and that's it what we didn't realize was that you know along with the baby comes the father comes the siblings comes who you know first cousin second cousin <laughs> grandparent giving sound knowledge and everybody right now we could have either said that hey you know whatever but we actually used this and we actually asked them hey what what do you guys want so it's like no no we've just come to see this right what others would have thought of as interference and you know why are you generally crowding go back to your room and all of that we actually simplified it so in the next unit and till date in all our 20 locations now we actually have a concept called the baby aquarium basically the same thing happens that the baby is given its first bath but there's a nice glass enclosure where all the family members are actually encouraged to come take whatever you want everybody has good phones people have dslrs you know whatever please feel the nurses absolutely not disturbed and it's a wonderful area it's it's become a showcase and simply because we call it the baby aquarium a lot of people are very curious to understand hey what do you do there right so it's 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 become something like that that we continuously innovate one other thing that which recently came out of our workshop again is uh, again we didn't realize a customer told us so this lady had a twin pregnancy now the twin pregnancy we did not realize that you know in the 7th or 8th month it becomes so heavy for them that even the regular chairs become painful our chairs are really good but even that becomes very painful because there is no way they can sit upright they'll have to you know lean back and something like that right we had not even you know thought about this and when we heard about it when we in it came in the workshop and now in our next two units which are actually coming in the ncr region in the next couple of months we have actually gone into this so deep that in the seating you will see that you know there is a special reorientation which has happened that twin pregnancies mom will get like better comfort through ergonomic design cushioning and you know access to everything that they need to have and all of that specific seats for them it's like you know in uh, i mean a loose comparison is like you know metro up uh, you go into the coach and you know you see that there is one section which is for uh, you know elderly folks and you know yeah. um you know for pregnant women pregnant women and whoever else needs it right it's not that others can't use it but if you find somebody who wants to use that please give them the option to use that place right so this is exactly that but the fact is that you know we said we have to go deep and go keep going deeper is you know that that is one thing which is really set us apart and the fact that we're still innovating going in deep and you know making this into a thorough professional process so i was not part of this process but i was part of the outcome right so without me being there or anybody else being there you know this innovation continues to happen and that's like really really you know useful for all of us that's incredible rohit and i can see you guys have really gone deep into this and you're so action oriented towards taking these inputs and coming out of uh, on the other end with some solutions that are going to benefit the customers for the benefit of of our listeners what i'm going to do is i'm just going to summarize a few takeaways that i took from this section sure. which is there wasn't a process when this was being done but definitely there has been a lot of professionalism brought into this process at cloudname through a new set of management team that has come in but that transition was smoother because everything that you guys as founders had in terms of ideas and thoughts and dreams about your brand all of that got translated and documented and passed over to this entire new set of uh, executives uh, the executive team that was the first thing the second thing was that you paid a lot of attention in bringing groups of different stakeholders together and talking about this aspect of what do we want cloud9 to represent to our customers and these are a few things that we have in mind how do we make sure that this actually happens and i i can sense from whatever you're telling me even your customers are part of these workshops so you have such focus group where you're bringing in these experience focused questions also in front of your customers the third thing which was quite interesting that i noticed is not at any point are you taking or are you not collecting customer feedback at points where you you are having those interaction the the example of uh, the first baby bath there is the uh, father the siblings of the newborn baby and maybe the grandparents also they are there but you are utilizing that interaction to understand the emotion of your customers 
because they are also your customers and and then do something about it those are things and those are interactions that are not being wasted they're not being just brushed away that hey let us do our job and we know best but it's the customer who knows best you're just trying to deliver whatever your customers are saying at any point you get an input from your customer you kind of use that which is quite interesting and with that I really believe the most important piece in your customer's experience is the interaction that your customers are having with your hospital staff and and the doctors also. This is where I've become quite curious. How do you ensure that your hospital staff and doctors are aligned towards this kind of uh, CX and focus on delivering that cloud nine experience to your patients? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Vivek. So I think Look, the earlier part of the journey was far more easier when we were just one unit. There were several of us who were so-called decision makers available, um, easy to access uh, for customers, for employees, for uh, doctors. And, you know, the cycle used to be a lot faster, right? Now, now you have systemized this. Yes, across 20 units, we are three and a half thousand people strong. How do you do this, right? So this was... Um, I think we underwent this journey about three years back to, you know, really dig deep and understand, you know, what should the culture of the company be, right? Now, I can't be there everywhere. Our CEO can't be there everywhere. It, it's it's humanly, you know, impossible for us to assume that, okay, there will be ABCD fellows who can only do the decision making, right? So one thing, which is a core value for us, we define it in a different way. It's called bias for action. Um, but one of the f- key elements of something like this is empowerment, right? That anybody who heard of something, who realized something, should be able to go and tell the right channel that, hey, here's how we can make a difference, right? So that is something that, you know, I don't think we're 100%, but we are very, very ahead from, let's say, the next guy who's thinking of doing this, but, you know, don't know how to do it. So we are like super strong on this. And that has been our culture that we want to continuously empower. I'll tell you how we've gone about doing something like this, right? So the top-down structure itself is that the ownership of customer experience and outcome lies with the CEO himself. Now, why am I saying this is because, you know, obviously from a professional management point of view, the professional is subjected to KRAs and KPIs and, you know, uh, more often than not, it is usually financial metrics in terms of revenue, profitability and such, right? Now, Yeah, the typical management... Uh, structure yeah Yeah. and one of the uh, you know uh, segues into this kind of an ideation in terms of what your what we started with right as to why not customer experience before in healthcare nobody really made it the top man's duty to say that you know this has to be the way right or maybe they did and did not emphasize as much so in us a big chunk of how the ceo's outcome is delivered is actually through our evaluation of customer experience. I'll get to how do we evaluate that in uh, Toto. But the fact that the CEO has this in their care to say that it's customer experience, it's not just something which says, okay, look, we'll do our best, but we don't know. It has to be something which is programmed, planned, and executed, right? And what we also do is for us, when I tell you as a customer, Vivek, you know, the examples I gave you is also about when I say customer, we always think of the paying consumer. For us, actually, there are three stakeholders. There is our clinicians, our employees, and the actual customers, right? Now, if we don't define our employees and clinicians as our core customer, then we're missing a point. A lot of people do not do this. A lot of people do not bring in this ambit here into customer definition because if you don't keep your employees and clinicians happy, if they're not part of the larger vision, if they're not part of the storytelling you know, it's it's as, I don't know, it will become something which is so mechanical and not something which is very human, right? Yeah. So it's it's a three-legged table with one missing leg or, or just one leg, actually. <laughs> yeah, it becomes like that, right? So we didn't, we didn't want to take a chance on this. So which means that, you know, when we've defined our stakeholders, our customers into three stakeholders, which is our clinicians, employees, and the actual customers, what we mean is from the CEO's approach, we actually have a defined engagement paradigm and we continuously work towards it, right? So we split improvement enhancement, also known as uh, training, right? And technical and soft skill and all of that. And then there is a large distributed team across the country which focuses on these aspects. So we have partner programs, your certification programs, and of course, internally curated lot of initiatives and such that we actually keep continuously doing. 
right so this is to enhance that now you know this i also think that you know a lot of them st- still do it but again like i told you in terms of our design thinking we also use a lot of digital platforms all developed in house but we also keep a huge track of you know what is the program and content that we have done how do we curate it from you know the number of folks who attended this the evaluation metrics so it's it's pretty detailed for us in terms of you know have you really attended this workshop what did what was your takeaway what was the assessor's assessment of how you were to what you are now right so it it's it's actually a lot of uh, ratings which go in which comes towards the final appraisal now this is again not annual these are all quarterly so there's a lot of work which happens there we also do a lot of subjective discussion forums such as town halls where a lot of dissemination of information happens there are informal sit downs with the ceo there are informal sit downs with me um there are program clinical outcome and assessment meetings there is peer review sessions for the clinicians there's obviously external benchmarking avenues like nabh and such right so we all almost all our units are uh, nabh accredited we've actually gone in for iso certification strangely on cyber security and all that right so you wouldn't think that, yeah you for a hospital yeah, to do that yeah. yeah so we've we've gone for an iso formal um accreditation on certain processes so this you know what it also does vivek is brings the team together for a larger you know uh, intent and outcome keep, and all of these are obviously designed keeping the actual paying customer at the core right now there isn't something that okay no we feel like it's good for us to do but we don't care about the customer as a it doesn't really happen right so it's 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 like this and from the ceo it translates into every single employee's care and kpi about how each one have done right and this is uh, i must tell you we also have like a virtual dashboard which goes in the clinicians are a part of it uh, all the feedbacks actually come into this dashboard um these all sit on the crm and are then compiled and shared with people so that they don't particularly know that okay this customer said that you know that's not the point but you know what did they really say right so there are a lot of discussions which happens in small forums and you know we actually have this like i'd mentioned about quarterly reviews we actually have a fiercely competitive uh you know reward and award mechanism for the units where they proudly get to display that you know this unit was the best for this field best in customer experience best in resolution all of that right so people like that so there is an actual recognition which we do uh where the unit head becomes a part of it so and this is a live dashboard it's not something that suddenly after 3 months the ceo says okay aaj main isko de dunga right it doesn't <laughs> so it's all data backed and it's not someone someone's discretion yeah 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 all these things actually help us stay aligned and and, and you know what rohit uh, listening to all of this it sounds like a lot of work to me honestly oh, okay. and <laughs> i am i'm realizing someone listening to this might think if we do all of this who's going to do the actual job of running the hospital so now help us out over here i'm sure there is a dedicated team that is working towards this level of excellence in in customer experience or or am i wrong well no it can't be a single person's job and you know yes definitely but but there is a layer uh, what you've talked about in terms of uh, measuring collecting the data collating it into the dashboards and all of it and i'm sure this isn't something that happened overnight must have been a journey so could you just share how all of this these pieces got into its its current shape yeah no absolutely so look i think it's it's very clearly defined as two parts vivek so there is strategy there is execution now strategy hmm. doesn't have to be every day all the time and everything right it because Yes. these have to result into some executables which are measurable and outcomes are verifiable right so we we've, we've actually gone through several hoops even from earlier used to struggle with you know who's the right technology partner for us to like try and even document some of these things from a simple uh, net promoter score management to you know uh, if we have taken some action how long did it take for us to take take that action and such right but this was this was never about you know four people doing it or you know only six people care which says that okay these guys have to come up with this continuously it's just like i mentioned the word that i used is culture now if we thought that this is a lot of work and who does the actual work this is the actual work 
right i you remember <laughs> i started with that saying yeah. experience is all is everything that we do we are not here to tell you that hey we have a patented way of bringing the baby out come and experiences no chance we have the same thing that your neighborhood hospital is also offering what makes is different is the experience so for us this is core there is nothing that you need to do differently and given that for us this was the only driving factor a lot of things have come which have become like you know, the word score again but which has become like you know almost like second nature to us right so that is important for for us i think the biggest thing is as the teams have kept growing how do we do this from chandigarh to chennai how do we continuously make sure that the teams are motivated enough to continuously do this right these are these are some critical stuff that i wouldn't say we've again cracked it or something but we're continuously working on the good part is i think we have we've invested in technology there's a good team at the top which is actually thinking about this all the time and you know making sure that customer has a good voice on this right to say that okay this is really helpful or not and that's that's really what keeps us going yeah very honestly that's that sounds good because now i'm kind of distilling it down to a few philosophies if i may say say so rather principles actually uh, which is about constantly thinking about the customer experience what kind of experience are we driving and it is it couldn't be just about thinking and executing if you're not measuring it if you're not reviewing it through dashboards or whichever mechanism and i'm sure you've gone through your own journey of uh, perhaps having several rounds of out- iterations on each of the dashboards and the collection mechanism the data points even that has been that was being captured you must have uh, distilled through that also and come up with whatever is right now may not be also a constant you will change and and you will you are constantly iterating on it so the second bit is about not just thinking but also collecting the data revisiting what we are collecting how we are collecting how we are presenting that and then finally keeping the customer also in the loop because that's that's how you are ultimately going back and checking with the true stakeholder of this entire experience that you're delivering whether you are doing a good good enough job oh, yeah, or not absolutely no i i must i must share an example of a focus group discussion that we had uh, so the entire agenda of the fgd was purely to ask the women about this that and all of that now given that they're all pregnant women and we usually do this on a sunday in a nice hotel so the husbands also come along and then one of the fgds you know we suddenly got ambushed with the husband saying ki bhai hame bhi kuch poocho na yaar we are the ones who are <laughs> you know going there paying the bill standing in line yeah and part of the journey yeah, yeah. and you know one guy was like boss my wife is already pregnant i'm pampering her and for her obviously she's on cloud nine all the time hame poocho kya ho raha hai yeah yeah <laughs> i'm really like, shit you know we've actually missed that right all our focus was towards the mum would be mum and we you know as as is the case we forgot about the poor husband yeah and you know that meeting this was about uh, maybe a year back or something you won't believe vivek there was so much of insight which were, which came together we still grappling at you know trying to bring some of those out share some of the insights that came out of the husband's discussions oh well <laughs> oh well one of the things was to actually you know even have access to being able to pay bills online yeah so you know a lot of people talk about it in in healthcare especially i've seen this i mean i can't name names but anybody who says that okay look you can pay online you still have to go and verify at the desk that okay you have paid on- online show a purchase or show something why right now a uber guy when you get out of the car won't ask you ki sir aap paisa kab de rahe ho he knows that it's going to be paid for it that is how it has to be and you know we were just wondering that you know people can still pay online but we haven't even told our people that hey you don't even have to check with anybody right how do we link the two together to ensure that i have absolute confidence in this customer that you have paid for it how do i ensure that the system also knows that you have paid for it right so it was actually there in the system but we never thought it's an important thing so when we started implementing this and we actually went back to the same husbands and we asked them to try them and you know kind of like use them as guinea pigs to evaluate as well um these guys were thoroughly thrilled with it that you know they are in their office they are able to like pay pay ahead and you know we actually did a time motion study in terms of the time that is saved now 
we have to assume that you know it's a good working couple both of them are taking time out from their offices and such to be there at a particular date and time to meet the doctor the doctor interaction start to finish is probably about 20 minutes vivek but they used to spend about 3 hours so the rest 2 hour 40 minutes was useless we now call it as non value at touch points right they were there for nothing now we eliminated 2 hours 40 minutes of their life for from doing nothing to doing whatever they were and making it a seamless experience so we wouldn't have thought of it because for the mum right she is in a nice environment you know they are chatting with other mums and you know it's it's all hunky dory for them but the husbands gave us this angle ki boss main time waste kar raha hu yahan pe we like oh <laughs> you know so this was it was like an eye opener for us that you know we are not even asking the right guys so when you told me about touch points when you told me about you know when you were summarizing about all these things right it's constantly changing man it's constantly changing nice nice now to ensure this level of commitment towards customer experience rohit yeah are there some specific qualities and traits that you look for when hiring at cloud9 um yeah so again this is something which is very unique to us uh we're not there yet but we've tried to bring in a lot of again metric based assessments um so first thing that we do is to actually split hiring into forward facing and support services both of which require very different orientation right so on support services we are only looking at technical skills and nothing else we don't care if they don't know how to like communicate and all that but on the forward facing it's a completely different journey altogether uh we again keep improving but i think the one thing that we always look for is the eq and not the iq right eq is emotional quotient as we know we try to use very different tools to understand how he or she is able to demonstrate eq in situations that are put together so actually the first round we were actually very slow in our recruitment because of these sort of things but it actually helps us so what what actually happens is there's a written test uh the the you know the guys who actually the girls who actually pass through the uh, written test are then asked to be a part of a role play once they are able to perform in the role play is when they are actually given an offer letter right so it's quite intense that we actually do this and our our big advantages are workforce is now over 70% are women right and eq is kind of natural to them right so we still say but it still needs to be channelized right now you can't just of course. Say, okay you're high on eq but you don't and systematically assessed because you couldn't be making mistakes from these these things oh yeah oh yeah and you know one of the again it leads into i mean it just manifests into so many different ways right i told you one of our core values is bias per action and this especially in healthcare right plays out in many different ways from an emergency situation to an appreciation to you know actually saving somebody's life to you know uh, making sure you're guiding them in the right way no one person in the system not a security guy not a housekeeping person nobody is devoid of this right we cannot say that okay you are not part of the care team it's only the nurses who will do this and you'll only have to point to the nurse it doesn't work that way right how do you assess these things how do you identify whether someone possesses these traits or not so there are psychometric tests that we actually use uh, there are fairly um, well sort out uh, you know tools which tells you in terms of ratings on some of these we've actually come up with our own sort of uh, proprietary tool called it's um, we'll come up with a better name right now it stands for nst which is just nursing skill test uh, a majority of our workforce are nurses right so we've done something very specific for them um nst will basically evaluate these guys over technical skills communication and behavior now technical skills is depending on you know what they've done and what we're looking for and if there's a match and you know references and all that now communication and behavior is the one where we actually use a lot of our psychometric tools so this we actually um, a lot of nurses tell us that why are you even asking us some of these things right so we just tell them that look it's it's a way for us to understand that do you have what it takes for us to you know tell you what cloud9 is about right so this this just it just makes us very very strong in terms of the kind of output that we have now there were days where you know we try and uh like i told you we're still not perfect so when you do have you know shortage of uh, you know skilled hands you will try and say that okay look the behavior thing will come back to it and all that but they're still subjected to the test we are okay to overlook that but will be told that here's what you need to do and put on a plan so their managers are told about it and this becomes a formal part of their appraisal mechanism it's not just a one time right so this 
and I'm sure there is an ongoing, you'd mentioned about this, there's an ongoing learning and development also happening around these aspects. Yeah. yeah. So this information is actually shared with the L&D team so that these guys are actually aware that, okay, somebody like this will have to be evaluated to understand if they, and you know, in most cases, actually, Vivek, we find it very funny. A lot of them do not even know that they're doing something like this or do not even know that they're capable of doing something as well. So it's it's usually just pointing out to say that, hey, what you did is exactly what we're asking for, right? I'll tell you an example. We were, um, this was uh, a fire safety inspection. The deputy director had come down and uh, there were, so we were told that, you know, the drill has to happen in front of him and all of that. So there were like three guys who were ready and, you know, they had to uh, hold the hose pipe so that the water goes up to the top floor and all that. And when the water was released, the pressure was actually a little too much. Now, we can't do these drills every time, right? So there was a supervisor. There were three guys. But the three guys, it wasn't enough because this pipe is like with some serious pressure. So without even thinking, this supervisor, our guy, just jumped on the other side and held on to the pipe with them, right? He was dripping wet all these other guys were on the other side of the pipe he was on this side of the pipe he just passed through the water went on and held the pipe right you can't tell someone this right you can't teach someone that in a situation like this the manager is required to jump in and hold the water you barely start right but you know those are the kind of guys who you will encourage and you know tell them boss this is what you have to do and in this there is it is nothing but living by example and, you know, just demonstrating to as many people as possible that, and I was, I was a witness to that. There were several other managers. Each one of the manager went and, you know, gave that guy a handshake, patted his back. I didn't tell anything to anyone. Right. So right from the fact that this guy jumped in, right from the fact that the manager recognized that, okay, that was going beyond the call of duty and actually doing something good for him to recognize. So, it was like very heartening. This is a favorite story of mine. I keep telling in all the units that I go to. <laughs> nice. This is great. Yeah. It's, it's, it's usually, it's usually something like this. I don't think again, like I told you, I think even the, you know, the, yeah, you cannot have a standard operating procedure. for yeah. things. We are also, you know, like I mentioned about the external benchmarks, even in the, even in the workforce management, we are probably one of the very few healthcare organizations, which participate in the great places to work. Uh, this is more so now if you if I'm sure you would have seen GPTW, um, the typical metrics that they usually evaluate an organization are things like commitment to excellence, value system, work environment, communication, empowerment, and you know, things like that, right? So these are great values to have no matter what size of a company that you're in. If you're just five people, if you're 500, 5,000, I think these are fantastic values to have. If you ask somebody corner them and ask them boss do you have this they'll all say yes but you know <laughs> how is it is it is it reflecting enough for a third party agency like a gptw to come and assess and tell you that you are there or you know how do you improve how do you get better i think that is what we really like we are one of the few healthcare organizations which do this so again this just gets the team into the mode that okay look people really want this and you know it's not just charlo cafe or something this is what the organization is for right so that also helps really. Yeah, this kind of reminds me of uh, a book I had recently read called Powerful by Patty McCord. Have you read that? No, I haven't heard of that. So Patty McCord is the chief talent officer, was the erstwhile chief uh, talent officer at Netflix. And she's written, I'm sure you must have come across the Netflix culture code that she had posted on SlideShare. So she's written a book on it called Powerful. Mm. And it's all about uh, company culture. And one of the this your 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 uh, story reminds me of one of the things that i read in that book that be, that culture is displayed or rather demonstrated in the behavior of people not in the quotes on the wall yeah and uh, it is reinforced and built through feedback through micro feedback essentially yeah. when you see someone do something good give that person a positive feedback when you see someone do something not so good give the corrective feedback at that point in time. Yeah. So that essentially helps building or developing the right culture in an organization. It's not just the vision, mission and values. Oh yeah. It's the behavior. Absolutely. And and people imitate other people's behavior that are being positively 
um, approved yeah no absolutely no look i think um, i spend a lot of time across a lot of different companies and one thing i keep telling them is to please do extra 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 amount of time uh, take extra amount of time to talk about things which are good as well it's so easy for us to like you know give a negative feedback ki aisa ho gaya aapne ye nahi kiya you know uh, this didn't go well but always has to be that when something goes good please take that extra effort to tell someone that this went well and it was because of this person this person everybody right because you have to make role models out of people otherwise you know what are we in for really right i mean if you are only going to use negative metrics for evaluation then what's the use of doing a positive thing right as long as you don't do negative you're good but that doesn't move the yardstick yeah yeah and from all of this i've also understood that customer feedback is playing a crucial role in in uh, doing what you're doing at uh, cloud9 so you've you've touched upon this in several of your previous uh, talks could you please share some of the ways customer feedback is collected and used at cloud9 to improve customer experience currently yeah sure no i think again one is principle um you know for everybody we just tell them that look feedback don't shy away from it in today's connected world right whether a company like us we actually intent with intent we actually take feedback or not there are ways and means that people will give it to you right now it's totally up to you if you want to like um receive it in a controlled environment where you can actually do something to change the outcome or you want the whole world to know that okay here's what something happened and then you know you're just only trying to save face right so again we're in a very consumer oriented and you know healthcare high emotion kind of space um our belief always was vivek that we provide as many avenues of uh, you know feedback as possible so this can be physical it can be um, you know you go online and tell us about it you can do it through our devices whatever it can be right now we've come of an age where we used to work with a lot of partner systems uh, which used to help us collect during various touch points in the customer's journey but now we actually have built a beautiful application layer of our own it sits on top of our crm so all the various touch points the ones which i mentioned just now are all able to go and sit on our crm which then actually triggers actionable right from follow up escalation resolution or whatever else that may be required so we use this to actually map every single customer of ours uh we try and actually understand okay if someone's come to us for once and not really come back again what did we do wrong or you know was there something which was expected differently what do we do right so from understanding that to let's say someone who's been thoroughly happy with us all the time right so what is the difference and today technology is crazy it can give you so much of information and so much of you know uh, i don't know what's the word it's like it can indicate so many different parameters to you that you can you can totally get lost in the kind of analysis paralysis that you can get to right yeah it's i think the word is signals and noise <laughs> yeah true but you know it it's it's also the for the fact that you know there is so much out there and how do you actually channelize some of this into an actionable right one of the first things actually i think i i mentioned this a little earlier too one of the one of the things which um, we really define our uh, you know uh, assessments as a net promoter score uh, so nps you know we 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 like using this to assess outcome it's it's really helped us in our ability to have more promoters than detractors and all of that if you look at what is our um, let's say there are various way, various ways of advertising or you know helping build brand recall we realized very early on that you know word of mouth is going to be our biggest thing right so everything that we had to do was towards ensuring that how do we ensure that word of mouth is amplified today the same thing is what social media is about but if your principles if your actions are all towards ensuring that okay a good word is also communicated as much as you can't stop how a bad feedback goes can you amplify build a bank of goodwill is what we are looking at right so that is where nps really helps rather than any way any other way because you are equally looking at the promoters of the brand to understand that what did we do well as well as to the detractors about hey what can we do better right so this is this is really helpful for us we use this i mentioned about the dashboard and all of that finally it all comes into the nps score and 
you know units are actually assessed over it right so this this really helps for us and you know one thing which is genuinely unique about us is that our customers are you know by intent happy in their life stage right and in a very large number of case for us the outcome is really happy now we are you know just enablers in this entire journey to keep them on this high that they are already on and hence all the efforts are to only enable this feeling and this is what we keep telling our teams that hey which is why we are cloud nine right so th- that's all is what we need to do we are not i mean uh, we keep giving this as an example too in most hospitals when somebody comes in your actual consumer no matter how good you are is there simply because they are not doing well at that time they need to get better and go back right the agenda of the customer is very different with us the customer is doing really well they are in a point in time where you know they are um, adding to their family there's life there's so much of energy enthusiasm you know it's a very different customer which is where we you know we started with the first question i'm just trying to you know summarize through that the wall being pink actually makes a difference right that that's one that it is pink and they're saying i feel happy about it nice nice and while you're saying that the customer is at the at a happy place in their life and all of that i must also highlight this rohit that this is it's it's quite easy at that point in time to upset someone oh yeah so you have to be um, all the time yeah you 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 ha- you have to ensure you don't screw that up no absolutely which is exactly why you know the uh, i know there's a movie out called sky is pink i was about to tell wall is pink but <laughs> uh, no i was just telling you that you know which is exactly why you know even simple things like that hospital smell makes a difference because this lady is able to smell everything around her in fact some of the senses are amplified right now if you don't play to some of these things you are asking for trouble if you know we get feedback that this lady did not smile at me right which hospital will solve for that yeah, yeah. they say boss job is to not <laughs> smile at you right yeah. but we say no oh shit she really didn't smile we'll find out and you know maybe she's had a bad day or something right and that's the kind of thing yeah. i mean that's really how our customers also expect and that's how we also expect our customers to be that's wonderful that's great rohit time for some rapid fire questions now sure all right so which book has had the biggest impact on you and why Okay this is a really really old book it's by an author called Fred Lee this was uh, i think published in 2004 for the first time the name of the book is longer than your question <laughs> the book is called if disney ran your hospital nine and half things that you would do differently right now that title says a lot it is i tell you it is my go to book all the time vivek it's a tremendous perspective on drawing alternate industries experience uh, we didn't talk about it but you know drawing alternate e- industries experience and improving your own you know and basis of what we know of disney experience and everything right so fredly actually outlined situations and operational pivots on redefining customer care in healthcare this he did in 2004 you cannot imagine the significance even today it's just amazing to do that i for all my senior managers unfortunately it's a very very tough book to get hold of there is no rocket science again it is just about how can you make experience core and that's also such an amazing topic because customers in today's world this kind of brings us back to the first question i asked that customers are comparing their experiences with you with the brands that are not your direct competitors exactly so if disney was running a hospital how would they do it it's it's such an amazing topic and and like you mentioned how do you get inspirations from other industries and bring it to your company yeah absolutely yeah so which business leader do you follow and what have you learned from him or her um okay so for me it's actually a changing goal post i think uh, there are seasons to this <laughs> but yes uh, but my current icon is actually my friend nitin kamath of zeroda Um, okay wonderful uh nitin other than being a good person in general i think his veracity to change something which was um you know out of reach for rather a, a kind of gentleman's club perspective for trading in our country right it was just for the elite few opening it up to millions making it tremendously clear efficient same 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 parameters right trust deficit not being in control all of that right and he just opened it up and you know after opening it up somebody would have said that you know my work is done but no they continue to drive innovation in the space they offer new dimensions every single day so i find a lot of similarities in his energy you know going deep in a specific domain 
and you know not just be the best but to continuously be better so he's he's a really good guy to look up to that's wonderful i'm also a big fan of his and uh, also i've had uh, kalash actually kalash not the cto at uh, zero the speaker at uh, cx uh, conversations yeah. yeah no he has a wonderful team also yeah i think it's super yeah. important all right so next question what is your word of advice for healthcare brands in becoming customer centric ah well i would say there's no other way <laughs> uh no many often when i actually meet with founders who are brimming with ideas and also for the ones who already done it all right so the critical question that a lot of them do not have the answer to vivek is a simple question who is your customer you know it's a simple thing i think this is something we all have to ask ourselves repeatedly and see if every effort orients towards the answer of that question very simply put the answer can evolve but it is necessary that becomes the base solve for that and we are solving for good that's interesting because in the customer experience world also that is our foundational question when we when we talk to anyone who's trying to start or is doing any work in customer experience that's the question that we start with who is your customer and and that that definition itself can start bringing a lot of clarity so wonderful answer rohit thank you so much with this we've also come to the end of this podcast um, rohit i would like to thank you once again for this great conversation i had so much fun recording this <laughs> and uh, uh, thank you for sharing so openly no no absolutely you can you can guess by now that this comes naturally to us right so <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah no i have had fun yeah. thank you so much thank you And to all our listeners, this is Vivek signing off from another CX conversation. Until next time, bye.